Welcome to the Courage Corner, where we talk about courage with everyday people like yourself to help you if possible. Your host is Tim, the Coachman Taylor, but you can call him Coachman. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Courage Corner. I'm your host, the Coachman, where we talk all things courage. Each podcast, I have a different guest speaker. Today, I'm pleased to have with me Kevin Hunting. Kevin is the founder of Two Steps Forward Coaching. He's been married to his husband for 10 years. Prior to launching his own coaching practice, Kevin spent over 17 years in marketing, working for Fortune 500 brands like GE, Gap Inc., Fossil Group. I know Kevin, and Kevin loves connecting with people all over the world. Welcome to the show, Kevin. How are you doing today? Thanks for having me, Coach. Um, it's been great. I'm doing great today. It's a Monday. It's sunny here in, in good old Miami, Florida, um, and we just had a lot of rain. So I'm happy to be here. Perfect. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you great. Great. Now, Kevin, we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, some of the things and your thoughts about courage and, and what does that mean to you? So I'm going to get right into it right now, if you don't mind. Sure. If I were to ask you to think back on some courageous events that have happened in your life, you know, all of them, what one thing resonated during each one of these events that was similar or kind of the same? throughout it all? You know, in the end, I think the number one unifying thing that was, that was in those experiences of stepping into my courage, it was ultimately me being, trying to be true to myself, um, which isn't always easy to be true to yourself because sometimes um, I don't think we necessarily sometimes know that we are. And so, you know, the experiences that come to mind for me, you know, one is just coming out when I came out. The main reason why I stepped into that courageous space of, of telling my mom and my, my brother was because I wanted them to experience and understand a whole, well, every part of me, not just the part of me that they had known and that I kind of kept secret because I was in a relationship. So for me, I wanted them to know all, all aspects of my life. And so it was really about me being true to myself, but then ultimately wanting my, my you know, family to also um, be able to see all parts of my life and not just some parts of my life. So yeah, I think the unifying theme is about being true to you. And, and that, again, is not always easy to do. But that, that's what came to mind when you just said it, was that idea of being true to yourself. Okay, great. That's understandable, too. This whole notion of true to yourself mm -hmm. is, is quite a wide dynamic, isn't it? You know, yes, I mean. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, no, it's, it's funny because when I, when, when I just said that, I said, oh, you know, sometimes it's hard to know if you're really being true to yourself. I think, I think a lot of times, you know, there's so much external noise that we sometimes put a lot of emphasis on. And when I say external noise, you know, it could be coming from other family members. It could be coming from friends or work colleagues. And, you know, everyone 
everyone loves to have an opinion. I mean, right, we've all been in conversations with, with all types of individuals. And a lot of times what tends to happen is, you know, people like to state, oh, you know, if I were in your shoes or if what I would do. And so people, I think that's where there's, for me, there's a little bit of caution is that I think it's great to be able to express yourself to a group of people, especially if maybe you're debating, you know, that you want to do something, especially step into something where you know it's going to take courage. But I think in the end, being true to yourself comes into play when you're able to make sure that you're not just, you're not just uh, listening to other people and maybe acting on what they think or believe, but make sure that you're really tapping into your own you know, heart, heart, soul, and, and, and brain, sort of all three of those, tapping into that and really listening to yourself so that you are making a decision that is, again, a, a decision that's going to be true to you. And, and so I don't know why that, that's, that's something that, too, I think I, I've struggled with. I mean, I think at a young age, there were, there were moments where I did put a lot, of, a lot more faith, perhaps, in what other people actually thought of me versus me really believing in myself wholly and completely. And, and I did. It's not that I didn't. What, what I'm saying is I think a lot of times I gave those voices and people that wanted to provide advice or, you know, mentorship or whatever. Sometimes, sometimes you can put a lot of energy and emphasis on that, but I think you always need to make sure that you take a step back and, and ensure that that's also aligned with who you are and what it is that you know is true for you. Because really no one, no one else knows. That's, that's the takeaway. No one else knows better than you. Exactly. And, and really, I, I picked up on a couple of things that you said there, and I'd like to revisit if you wouldn't mind. Uh, this whole concept of people, you know, and, and I'm sure that in, in your um, external group of friends and your circles of influence and, and the people you've met along the way, the majority of people were doing this, what I'm about to say, and not in a malicious way, but in a way that they truly felt that, you know, they were being helpful to you. So it was like something like, Kevin, I think you should do this. I really think that uh, you, you're doing this uh, in a way that uh, might not be beneficial to you. But, you know, if you considered this, you know, and why aren't you doing it this way? It's that whole would, should, could, did, you know, from <laughs> their perspective. Absolutely. How many, and, and... Times, how many times have those exact pay, same people go, Kevin, I'm really curious about what you just said, and I'd like to understand your thoughts a little bit more. Can you give me a little bit more information? <laughs> Most people never talk like that. Right. <laughs> exactly, right? Right. It's, and that's a really profound, I think that's a really profound point, Tim, that you're making there is that you're right. That it's not that they were malicious. You know, there may have been a few cases where probably some people, you know, in my younger years, maybe, maybe it was more malicious, but, and not, and not in all cases, but you're right. The majority of time people want to be helpful. And I think people mean, mean well, but you're absolutely right in that. Typically when they're stating their point of view, again, it's based on their own belief system, their own thoughts, their own experiences. And though their experiences aren't, aren't your, like my experiences. So it's, right. 
I, I think learning to trust that is where a lot of, actually, that's where a lot of the foundation of courage actually comes from, is really being in touch with that side of yourself because being courageous is about stepping into your own and moving past your own fears to a certain extent or limitations or something that you know that you want to accomplish. And, and I think you really can't be courageous if you aren't, I think, tapping into who you are and really and honoring sure that. that. Yes. And honoring and, that. Correct. And when you were speaking, I, I had one more thought about that because not only do they talk to you about those things that may be thoughts and everything, but also consider this. It could be their very own fears. Mm -hmm. I want you to come to Toronto with me, Kevin. But what it, they're really saying is, I'm afraid to go alone. Absolutely. Actually, right? that is, that's such a great point. Actually, this brings up, now it brings up a really, actually a really personal memory for me, which was, I remember, I went, I forgot what year would have that been. It was probably 2000 maybe 2002, 2003, I was in living in Connecticut and I was involved with a, a, an individual, this man who he's French. He was, he was born in Southern France. And I remember that there were moments where, you know, I would be stating, I would be stating what it is I wanted, meaning like, you know, I really want to, I think I should go after this job or, and, and I, interestingly enough, a lot of times, his perspective came from that place of, you know, his own fears coming through in terms of, are you really sure that you want to do that? And, you know, I was kind of like, well, yeah, I feel, I feel like I'm pretty sure that that's what I want to do. But, but in, in essence, what, what he was stating from his point of view was that, that fear of, of risk for himself, not my fear. And so, you know, that when he would speak, sometimes it was always like, well, God, you know, I think you really have to consider all of these things, almost to the point where you would get so lost in the decision making that that you just you wouldn't make a decision because it, it's almost and so I that's a really, really great point. And I remember it was something that stuck with me too, because it, it felt like in the end, what it felt like to me and how it came across to me was, you know, I'm telling you what it is I want. I didn't get that, you know, I'm I support you one hundred percent in this. Like, you know, what you that's kind of what I would have wanted from obviously we, you know, we're not together and from my husband and my husband is exactly like that. My husband is the type of person who, if there's anything that I want to do, it's, it's nothing short of, you know, well, you know, how, so how do you bring this to life? Or I'm right. here to be, I'm here to support you as you take this on, or how can I, how can I support you? You know? So it's, Different levels of support too, you know, and, and again, understanding, you know, my partner and I, the, it's not as direct, but it's still there, right? Yes. Because I know him and I know what he's like. So he may not be as, you know, gregarious and supportive that way. Oh my God, Tim, I support that, but it's there. Yes. And you know, interestingly enough, the, this, uh, my next insight tomorrow in conjunction with Halloween this week is, is defined as the masks we wear. And, Ooh, yeah. I love it. This, what a metaphor. Right, right. <laughs> and, and, and this whole thing about courage and, mm -hmm. and understanding 
and living your life with these different masks and possibly getting exposed and, and everything else. So there, there's a lot of meat to this and I really appreciate you uh, sharing those stories with me. This is The Courage Corner, your host, Tim the Coachman Taylor. I hope you're enjoying this episode of The Courage Corner. I'm here with Kevin, and I'm just about to discuss a quote that I have from Vincent van Gogh. I got a quote for you from Vincent van Gogh. And he says, what would life be like if you had no courage to attempt anything? Oh, my God. If you had no courage to attempt anything? Right. What would your life be like? Oh, my, I, I don't, that would be really just a, kind of a sad doll. I mean, for me, the way I read that is, yeah, it's then you're not really stepping into to anything. You're kind of just staying exactly where you are. And I don't think, for me, that doesn't sound like a life that may be full of happiness or joy or, you know, passion or, and, and that's what I would want for myself. I mean, there's, yeah. there are moments where, of course, I can't, I can't, I guess, I try to live in my joy and passion as much as possible, um, but it's life. And, you know, sometimes life brings us things that takes us to, to places where it is sad or there's, you know, fear. And so to me, I, I, for me, I, I'm all about like, I guess the, I would want to be able to have to step into my courage and be able to make the mistake. Even if I'm making if, even if I'm learning in the process and it doesn't always play out like I had intended it to be, there's still joy in the process of, sure. of being courageous, regardless the of the outcome. And the growth. Yes. And right. so I, I just, yeah, for me, that would be a life that just seems like it would be kind of going through the motions in a way and not, and not something where um, you really are taken to level, like your own levels of excitement or, you know, all those emotions that, that actually go along with stepping into something courageous or stepping into a fear or so right. yeah that's that's what what comes uh, up for me when i first heard read it i i, I wanted to give that person a hug <laughs> i love I that yeah honestly that's you're right it it sounded sad to me it sounded right. it didn't sound very yeah. no, no, no very happiness like, joy joyless no yeah. hope you just want a hug i just want i like that i mean i just I, want a hug because yeah. I'm not going to judge them, but I want to give them a hug. What would you say to that person, Tim? That's a good <laughs> Right? What might you say to them? I'd ask them about how they're feeling. Just mm. talk to them about their feelings. Mm -hmm. With no judgment, no attachment, nothing. Just feelings. What's going on with you? Right? And we go from there. Wow. So, so this is a segue into, you know, how many times when you were feeling stuck or unhappy, mm. um, it really is, in, a, in any kind of a situation presently or past, that you really just didn't have the courage to move forward? Has that happened to you? Um, that's a great question because, I mean, I, I feel like I, I would say that for me, there have been moments of delay, like meaning there's been a delay in me stepping into that space of discomfort. Um, because it, again, that's a lot of times what naturally 
you know, how we react to it. And especially I, it's, there's mo there are moments where you try to, you do, you kind of keep the status quo. You're trying to maintain that status quo, knowing that you need to step into that discomfort in order to move to the other side. And actually, I mean, funny enough, another story comes up for me where actually I remember when I was still in, I was in Connecticut, um, actually, you know, our relationship with, with this, this gentleman that I spoke of earlier uh, didn't work. And I had actually made the decision that, you know, a very conscious decision that I wanted to live on the West coast. And so I remember there was a job role that I found that really excited me in San Francisco. And I remember talking to my boss and getting, but, but it, it took a while to get to that place is what I'm saying. And, and so I, sometimes I don't feel that there's ever, there's never been a moment where I didn't step into that fear, if you will, or on the flip side, you know, tapping into my courage. But I think that sometimes it takes, it's a process and it takes time and everyone is in such, we're such unique, beautiful individuals that it's different for every single person. But I, I will say that, you know, at nine times out of 10, I typically, I think I get to a point where I, I, I it's like the self-talk for me is, you know, enough. It's right. almost like I reach, I reach that threshold where I know that I'm like, you, I have to do this. And I, I mean, I remember Tim, like getting on the flight, my one-way flight, leaving LaGuardia, I flew out of New York, leaving LaGuardia. And I remember I was on the plane looking out the window as we were getting ready to take off. And I had tears just like streaming down my face because it was, there was so much unknown in front of me. I didn't, you know, I didn't have family in San Francisco. I was, I was leaving a place where I had lived for five or six years. And so there was just this wide open, vast kind of opportunity and space in front of me that, you know, it did. It, it not only did it scare the shit out of me, at least initially, but then it also excited me. There was an excitement of exploration of all that was going to be new and all that I was going to, you know, be able to experience for myself that I had never experienced. And so, I, you know, there's this duality that takes place, but I, right. you know, to, I know it's a long winded answer, but I think for the most part, I have stepped into it. It just, sometimes it takes time to do it. Awesome. Awesome. And I loved, I loved how you shared the duality because when you think about it, the resistance, the being held back, mm -hmm. the lack of courage, however we want to describe it, who is that hurting? Actually, it's in the end, it really that the only person that it's hurting is is each of us as ourselves. I mean, right. it's in there's a there's a cost, there is a cost to just staying in your safe zone. It, it really, if you sat and really thought about what that cost is, it's, it is all those, the, what I said, the duality piece of like the unknown, the, the beauty of the unknown as well. Even there's the fear of the unknown and then there's the beauty of the unknown and the beauty are all those things that you would be able, you would never, and if you didn't make the decision to do it, you would never have been able to step into an experience for yourself. And that can be this, you know, really dynamic, a dynamic place of just awareness and growth and, 
you know, maybe heartbreak. I mean, it can, it can be both. But that's okay. Because, yeah, exactly. That's exactly. It can be, it's okay in the end. Because you're still growing. And I, I liken it and it's, you know, when you were talking about the duality, it was that moment in time, that moment in time when you shifted, mm-hmm. right? That microsecond, what happened to your feelings? Yeah, it, 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 us- it they usually just, it's, it's almost like it evaporates that. Right. That weight. It, yeah. It's, you, you actually start to, you start to tap into all of those more empowering thoughts because you're no longer burdened in a way for, it's not burdened, but you're no longer holding on to that fear. The fear isn't, isn't dragging kind of holding onto your feet. It's almost like a picture of weight. You're able to let that weight go. And now you can walk quicker. You can walk faster. You can walk from side to side. You could, you can walk in ways that you never could walk before when you have this, huge weight holding on to you liberating is what some some of my clients have said it's yes. liberating i feel freedom amazing isn't it it is it is it's a beautiful it's amazing um and it's so 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 worth it it really is speaking from experience it really is it far outweighs any of of the the fear in, in those beliefs that you may be thinking to yourself of that, you know, you wouldn't be able to do it or that it's not possible. And if you, if you do it, you will find that you will, you're going to find so many parts of yourself that you've never seen before. That's just going to fill you up. And it's the realization internally too, isn't it? That, you know, if you think about this and this person that is held by, held back by a fear, that is so real to them. And what they don't understand, you know, I always call stress the silent killer. Mm-hmm. What they don't understand is the stress and the pressures that are being exuded onto themselves by themselves. But yet that's why they say some of the people that have said it's liberating is when they finally transition and they finally make that commitment. It's like, oh my God. Boom. You know. And, and it, it, it's, it, has, it has an incremental effect too in that the next, so the next, the, the next time you may be faced with another situation, it, it actually kind of takes the edge off of, you may still have the, you know, fear is always there. I mean, it's, it's something that it's just human and it's human nature, but it, it takes the edge off of the next time that you have to maybe again, take that, that other step forward where you, you, know, you might be blindfolded and things seem scary, but because you can look at yourself and say, wow, look what I've already done. I mean, I did this and I, and I thought I could never do this, but I did that. Okay, you really can tap into the power, right? Those, yep. your, what got you through it before is probably some of the same traits that will get you through whatever is in front of you right now. And so it's, it's almost like you, I think of it like as each time you're getting like this new piece of armor, if you will, like not that you're going into battle, but you just are, you're protected. You're protected because you know that, you know what, even if, even if I fall, I'm going to get up. You have more, it's confidence. It's exactly, you just have more confidence that you're like, well, no matter the outcome, I, I'm still going to be breathing. I'm still going to be here. I can still choose to see the beauty 
in what I attempted to do. And that's, and that's an amazing thing. Absolutely. And, and you touched on something here that I, uh, it's passionate to me is this, this whole idea of the journey versus the destination or the outcome. Mm-hmm. And understanding that it's okay if it didn't quite work out the way that you thought. Because along the way, look at the growth, look at your journey, look at where you came from and how Absolutely. you've grown. So when I look at my childhood and I say, well, you know, I don't, I don't look at it anymore with a, well, I wish I did, the, you know, or I wish I, my path was here for a specific reason. And that reason is so that you and I today are collaborating together and talking about courage. Mm-hmm. And, and think of all the combinations and permutations and everything that had to happen in your young life and my older life for us to align. Exactly. I mean, it's, 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 this is a really great point. Like how would our paths have crossed if each of us hadn't taken the steps that we've been taking in our, in our, you know, individual coaching practice and our paths as, as you know, as coaches, how would that, how would that have manifested or how would that have come about? And, and that's the beauty of it is, you know what, now there's this, relationship this amazing really uh, cross-border relationship that like you said is resulting in these amazing collaborations and, and hopefully exactly. putting words out there that will affect someone in a very positive way that they'll they'll realize that you know what there, there really is the fear is just the fear is is our is our mind at work making us um doing its thing it's like our mind at work doing its thing but that doesn't mean that you can't you can't re kind of reframe or or relook at it in a different way so that like you said you can just step forward and experience what you are meant to experience exactly and 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 really enjoy enjoy the experience as it is without mm-hmm. judgment don't label it and say oh that was a good experience or oh that was a bad experience just it was an experience and it's- you know, I, I, I'd like to move on to, the, to your marketing run here because I, I found it fascinating that you, you had um, some pretty good um, involvement with some pretty uh, great companies mm-hmm. and you were there for a long time. So I'm curious on to your thoughts about what changed for you to move you out? You know, what, what ultimately changed for me was i mean in, in that it's it is it's, it was a journey and a process getting getting to that point but i'd say the major driver like ultimately the major driver of that change was my situation after i i got married and recognizing that you know i share my life with a uh you know a career diplomat and in in that particular profession it means that this person is going to be picking up and moving every three to four years. And, and what I found for myself, Tim, was every single time I was moving, you know, I, I had to start from zero. I, you know, I was, again, finding my place, finding myself in geographic locations where I didn't really have a support system. I didn't have a large professional network in place. And it's tough when you have to start from zero. It is it's just not easy. It's, 
it's one of the hardest things to do. And especially living in, again, a foreign city where you don't, you, I didn't have a lot of family members or support or existing friends. And so what happened was I just got to a point where I was like, I need to be able, first off, I, first I recognized that I was in a pattern, um, which was, okay, I'm just looking for jobs and I'm trying to, I'm trying to find meaningful jobs wherever we would be located. But in the end, I, I had given up on the idea, Tim, that I could have my own career. Ultimately, that's what I, I started telling myself and believing was that I really couldn't have my own career because all the moves that we were making were for my husband's career. And so that was, that presented a challenge. And when I say challenge, I mean, it, it brought me to a place where I had a lot of anger and resentment towards um, my husband. There was a lot of conflict that it created in our relationship because I felt like I was giving up everything. I felt like I was giving up so much and it took me a while to get to a place where finally, not even I'd say over a year ago, I was having lunch with an individual and he asked me, he heard me speaking as I'm talking to you right now. And he said, he said to me, you know, well, why is it that you believe that you can't have your own career? And it just stopped me dead in my tracks. It, it literally, like it was as if the, I like had throw, I threw on the brakes and was just sat there stunned that I'm like, wait, you know, why? why am I, you know, this, it's my life too. It's, this is my life. And I don't want to be, I want to be in the driver's seat of my life. I don't want to be a passenger in my life. And so it was because of that, that it prompted me to move in this direction, in a completely different direction, which was to step into a lot of unknowns and to, you know, a get certified just like you did um, certification and launching my own practice. And I can tell you that it was probably one of the best things that's ever, not best, it's just, it was the most amazing experience that happened to me. And that in the end, going through all of the other things that went along with that, all of the emotions, all of the, you know, I would say that even the, my relationship with my spouse actually has gotten stronger. We've actually gotten closer because of it, because I, I had to kind of wake up and say, okay, well, you know what, Kevin, this is your life. Like you need right. to get in the driver's seat, you know, stop, stop thinking that you need to be a passenger. And, and so I changed, just changed my whole thinking. And here I am. How powerful is that too, right? Oh, it was, it was, I was eye opening. Seriously. When that, when, when that person I asked me that one question, I just sat there for a moment and, and was thinking like, I have never ever thought of that before like why is it that I believe that I can't have my own career and I was like life is too short for me not to have my you know then it then it, all the re the reality like you said the the realness and like what we talked about earlier like the the cost the cost to my life of not stepping into that I was like no I have to you know like I I have to and it wasn't easy but I did and so I'm so grateful that that I did we're pleased to have you here with us in conversation on Courage Corner with Tim, the Coachman Taylor. Now back to the program where Kevin is about to discuss some of the frustrations surrounding his moves and what happened after that. Well, it sounds to me like uh, you're in a perfect position uh, from what I've known of you uh, the brief time we've known each other. You're, you're an amazing coach and 
I'm so happy that you did do that because uh, I've, got, I've had the honor of, of meeting you. But uh, when you were telling your story, I was just thinking how frustrating and exhausting that must have been to try and just recalibrate every single time you moved to now this powerful uh, presence that you are, that it doesn't matter location now. You, no. you can do your, your amazing work anywhere in the world. And how satisfying is that, that that burden has been lifted from you forever? That you're in that that's exactly it is. Moving into that space has allowed me to feel even to, to move into a place of greater empowerment. And there's nothing that it, it, it is a liberating feeling. It is a, a liberating experience to be able to step into something where I can create, I get to create what it is I want to. I, you know, no one, I get to be as creative as I want to in terms of what I'm building or doing. And, and it, it really, it, it, it has such a dramatic impact on your overall I think levels of personal satisfaction and, uh, and honestly other, all other areas of, of your life. And that's why I mentioned my relationship is because a lot of times when we are like, you know, as you mentioned earlier, like as we, as I was living in that, that state of like stress and anxiety and that had a negative that had a really, you know, kind of toxic effect on my relationship. But now on the flip side, it's, it's actually created, a, it's allowed me to flourish in ways and to be able to build a bond with my, my spouse in ways that I would never have been possible if I didn't make the decision and to step in and to have the courage to step into, you know, what, what initially did scare me. Right. And you were, you were, you know, when you were describing it, you were using some pretty, pretty descriptive uh words you were angry you were frustrated mm -hmm. you were exhausted you were blaming you were you know and and again when you know hopefully for the folks that are listening to this you you know we all go through that mm -hmm. we all do so let's not pretend that we don't the real power though is having the courage to say enough is enough now yes. Everybody has their enough is enough point, as you described earlier. There was a point mm -hmm. where you said, but it's that ability to figure that out or work with somebody to figure that out that really could be a catalyst to a beautiful new adventure that you could never have even dreamed of. You could have a dream of, it was interesting, I'm not sure whether you get this or not, but when I speak to my clients and we talk about what are you going to work on and what are your you know, goals and everything. It's here. But yet at the end of our sessions and whatever, they've gone in completely different directions because they believe that this is what they desire. But in true reality, there's so much more going on that they haven't even uh, looked at yet. And when they start blossoming and blooming, that is just so ultra satisfying to me. Oh, it's, words. It's, yeah, you're right. When, when you can witness someone stepping into that space for themselves and, and them re like realizing the benefits in their own life, it, there's nothing more. It actually just fills your heart with, with such joy that, that someone is, is moving into a space that they thought was never possible for themselves. You know, that is the beauty of what we do. And, and like you said, it's, 
sometimes it's a, it is a messy space to be in. When you're in that place of trying to figure that out in terms of, you know, how do I know that this is what I want, but how do I get there? You know, that, that is, it's, it's messy and it's absolutely normal. It's, it's, there are going to be highs and lows and there's going to be, you know, moments of wanting to just throw everything, throw the, you know, throw everything to the side and go back to the way things were. But, but if it's something that you really want and you, you know, that's what you want for yourself, going through all that messiness can actually, again, it, be, it can be fun because you're learning throughout the process. And it, like you said, it's more about staying present in that and learning and, and not attaching yourself to anything having to be this way or that way. It's, it will be what it probably needs to be because that's what you, that's what you need. And so it's, I, you know, that's, that's something that I think is so powerful is you don't have to do it alone either. That's why there's coaches like you and I is we can help you decipher what that would look like for you based on who you are and what your values are. You know, again, what, what your ideal state is, if you want to be, you know, moving up or leaving the company that you're in or, I don't even losing weight or getting healthier in your life. Those are big things that sometimes can scare the living crap out of, out of anyone. Um, But they don't have to, that's, that's the thing. They don't have to. And they, it's so worth it to explore what that could look like. I agree with you, Kevin. I have this acronym on courage that I'd like to share with you. Um, And I'd, I'd like your thoughts on it because for me, Courage is continuously owning your awesomeness to grow every day. I love it. And I, I think it, I remind myself of that. And I used, I specifically used the word awesomeness mm-hmm. because, you know, sometimes I just didn't feel that good about myself. And now, regardless, I feel awesome. That's because, beautiful. I mean, I think, I think if you can, I like that idea of, Again, it's I, what I'm hearing you say too is you're not judging yourself in the process, which is when a lot of times you lose that sense of confidence within yourself is that you start to question it, you start to doubt, you start to judge in a way. And the less you can judge, the more you can continue to just step into your awesomeness regardless. I mean, right. regardless, because it doesn't, it doesn't mean that you, what happened doesn't make you different. It just means that that's what happened. Right. right. And it I, it's there's there, there, there you're, you're right. It's that no judging that yes. you're, you're not applying because you know, as well as I do that we're our own harshest critics and we judge mm-hmm. ourselves more than anything else. All humans do it. So I use those words specifically owning your, you know, you are awesomeness to grow. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter. Like you said before, if, if something didn't work out the way that, you know, originally you had visioned it, well, maybe, you know, cool. Awesome. Right. Absolutely. I'm here now. It's, it's, I mean, well, it, I think that's a great question too, for people. It's if, you know, if you were able to judge yourself less, like what would that feel like? What would that look like? And, and right. that's, I think a really powerful place because, you know, judgment, judgment can really knock you. I mean, if you let it, it can knock you off your feet. It, it can really knock you off your feet. And, and then we all do it. That's, it's absolutely natural that we, we, this, we all do it. But the more that you can become aware of it and, and understand that that's what's going on, it, then it puts you in more of a place of, ch- of choice versus default. 
Right. And um, it's a powerful thing. It's tough. It's very tough. And I always say, I'm looking to be less judgmental mm -hmm. instead of no judgment ever. Because I'm a realist too. Uh, so the cool thing now is that I don't judge myself for judging. <laughs> right? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but just, I'm, just a, I'm, about, I'm aware that I just judged. That. Right. I, I like that you said that because um, people should think about that for a moment because you're, you're right. It's, I do like what you're saying that it's incremental, right? It's not, you know, I'm never not going to judge. It's just how can I continue to maybe judge less and, and keep making those small movements versus thinking that you're ever just thinking you're not going to judge, right? Because like you said, it's, it, there's also realism that comes into play here. <laughs> well, I hope people are real about it. If they're truly tr wanting to change, you, you know, and, and one of the things that I try and complement with that is, is the, the journaling, the idea of journaling and, and understanding any kind of trends. You know, like, first of all, Susie over there, um, she starts writing that because she says she doesn't judge. But yet when she starts actually writing things down and, and tracks it for a week, it's like, oh my God, I got like 200 entries here. <laughs> right? And right. so what does she do? She starts judging herself on the judging. Wow. Oh my God, I can't be a good person. Look at all I've done. Oh my God, here. Oh my God, you know. So it's this <laughs> cycle and it's going the wrong way. Right. So when we can start to lift, though, not only lift the initial, but free ourselves from judging of the judging, it, it becomes a better place for everybody. Absolutely. I, I so agree with, with that. So, Kevin, I have one final uh, point to discuss with you, and it's in regards to the, uh, the information that you gave me. Mm -hmm. And I had asked you uh, about somebody in the world that you admire. Mm. And your response to me was Martin Luther King Jr. Yes. And if you wouldn't mind taking a couple of seconds to discuss your thoughts that came up when, I, when you wrote that, because uh, it was wonderful what you wrote, but what was going through your mind when you uh, wrote that it's, down for me? I know this sounds like the visual that I have in my head when I think of Martin Luther King Jr. is, is just this blazing light of, of just pure life. And when I say that, for me, that, that means that, you know, what this, what this man represented was something so greater than who he was, or maybe even what he understood. I mean, he understood what obviously he was doing and what this, this, the whole movement around racial equality was all about. But I think for me, it just gives me the chills. And honestly, it makes me, I even get like emotional thinking about someone whose whole life was given to something for something so great, like just for justice, for something that he stood for equality. I mean, and to, right. to be able to step into that space, even, even when there were forces all around him at that time in, in history, that made it very, very unsafe, of course, very unpopular in certain areas of the US, especially in the South where, you know, a lot of this obviously was taking place. And so, I just, I, what he embodies 
is something that for me is what represents true power, which it's not power of anything material. It is a power of faith, of, of what is right and just in the world and should be. And so I, I just, I, when I see him or I, I you know, I, I love reading, you know, material, it really fills me up in so many ways that his, 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 he was so powerful yet he was also the most humble, I think, individual because he was also so grounded in, in knowing who he was and that he was just like unshakable in, in his belief that, you know what, a group of individuals, a, a group of individuals just based on the color of their skin deserved equal, equal treatment as, as everyone. And I, I honestly do believe that. It's in my heart of hearts that you know, we're all equal, even though I see things that are happening now in the U.S. that really actually go against everything that I believe, every, every essence of, and value of who I am, it actually is really painful sometimes to, to see where we are. And it's, it affects me. Funny, it does, Tim, it really does affect me in a very profound way. And it's something that, you know, I only hope that part of my practice, I would say, is built on Nothing, I mean, it, it's it, not, 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 there's no comparison, but I do believe in my heart of hearts that what I do every single day is trying to make a difference, a positive difference in the world, just one individual at a time in the sense of, you know, helping people make something, go after what they want for themselves, but in a very, in a very positive way. And so it's, I mean, that's, I guess, how I would sum it up. And there's just, just what a what a, a force he was such a force that you, you don't even I, like who is you know who is that person now I don't think that that there's are those individuals exist that you know that I'm aware of I think that uh, you know I was just sitting here listening to you and, and and feeling what you were feeling and you know for me part of the feeling that I have is is sadness because I don't feel that way towards people. I, I don't have such tones towards people. And I don't, I, I really don't understand how people could be like that. I mean, I have a disabled brother who's been with, with us for, you know, he's, he's going to be 60. And, and some of the things that people used to say to him, you know, and I oh, don't, yeah, sure. and, yes, and I don't live in that world. I live in a world and I think the world is better off for, for you and Two Steps Forward Coaching because you are doing amazing stuff. I, I felt it when you were talking and you are truly passionate about what you do. Kevin, I just want to thank you so much for being a guest on my show today because first of all, what you shared with our audience was vulnerable, real, but at the same time, it allowed me to understand that this is why I met you. This is the universe having us come together. Mm -hmm. And I would love to have you back on my show again. Uh, I know that you're going to be doing great things. I look forward to the updates on what you're doing and it's been so much fun. Hey, and thank you for having me. And I, I also wanted to state like, 
I can't wait to see all the all the things that are coming for you as well because for each of us like you said we're each on our own journey on this path and I know that you are creating wonderful beautiful things and that momentum is only going to keep building so I likewise again thank you and I can't wait to collaborate again this has been amazing okay Kevin thank you very much and have a great day thank you You've been listening to Courage Corner with your host, Tim the Coachman Taylor. Thanks again for listening, and we look forward to sharing the next episode with you. Until then, be well and stay safe.